We are back. My God, we've come back again. And here we are. We are two dozy broads. I am Linda Strohshane of the Mercury Academy. And I am Sandy Kleppel from Gemological Esoterica. And we are here with the Don and his satiric eyebrow, as well as Micah the Mike Dog, who will chime in whenever she bloody well feels like it. I don't even know where she is right now. Oh, she'll come down. She'll she'll sense the microphone. That's right. And she'll come to give her impressions. Anyway, our topic today is evil clowns in our lives. Life is a circus filled with many of the characters we associate with the circus. Ringmasters, acrobats, games on the midway, animal acts, and shudder. Clowns. Evil Evil clowns. clowns. (laughs) Now, here are a few ways in which to recognize them in your life and maybe kick them out hopefully kick them out unless maybe not if maybe you, you if, you're, if you're a real masochist maybe not <laughs> maybe you get off on that particular or, nose or right? you love clowns maybe you love clowns and maybe you love that kind of clowns uh one thing is do their actions differ from their words do they talk oh nice butter wouldn't melt in their mouth and act awful Are they hogging the limelight and all the attention? Is it all about them? Not just now and then, but all about them. So sociopath. Sociopathy, narcissism, these things all fit in. And those are the fancy words. We have have dumbed it down to the circus, (laughs) evil clowns. Do they insist that you be a captive audience for their antics? Are you simply the stooge in the show, a prop in their act? Are you simply the first one to get into the clown car, not the one to get out? And go, da-da. And not the one driving. Not the one driving, but the poor schlub who ends up on the bottom with 20 clowns (laughs) on top of them in in the VW book. If you answered yes to any of these statements, you may have an evil clown in your life. Or multiple evil clowns in your life. What a frightening thought. I don't know. I've, I've known multiples over the years. Sometimes there's just one. Sometimes there's many. But well, you don't like clowns. Anyway. I don't like. I will, I will point out at this point in time that I do not like clowns. And if you ever come to my home and knock on the door in a clown outfit, I will call the police. Yes. Um, no, no, right now. That's, that's like fair broker. You've yes, I have, war- I have warned you. It doesn't matter how friendly the clown looks. It doesn't matter if it's Emmett Kelly. I would... I would call the police. I might do something else, but for the podcast, I will say I will simply call the police. Um, (laughs) That's nice. That's nice. Um, When when this part had been, we were talking about this part, the part that got me is, are you an evil clown? And I firmly believe that everyone is an evil clown in someone's life. That you do. You can hog time or you can do every, it's, it goes back to the toxic principle where there is, a person can be the most kind-hearted, wonderful person in the world, but someone will find them toxic. Yes. And my belief with clowns and evil clowns is that they're, a person can be the most stand-up, upright person, but in someone's life, mm-hmm. they are going to play the evil clown. Yes. And also, of course, we can be that evil clown in someone else's life. 
Yep. It sounds kind of frightening, but we, we can do that with other people. Oh, definitely. And what we're talking about is not every, because everyone does these things now and then, but people who are serial abusers of these three behaviors, people who are always on and who are never off, and they refuse to listen. They have sending instruments, but no receiving instruments. And if you start looking at your life that way, then you start to take a certain level of responsibility for things. And that makes it a, a whole it makes it a whole different circus. Then you move, may move a, away from being the clown, the stooge, or something like that, to being your own ringmaster. That's what you really want to be. Yes, yes. <laughs> you really want, want to be the ringmaster you want in your be, own life. In your own life. But not necessarily in someone else's life. Everyone should be their own ringmaster. Well, in... Uh, in uh, uh, Candide by Voltaire, Voltaire talks about how Candide runs through the whole world looking for the perfect this and that, and where where is perfection? And it comes at the end of the book to be, uh, tend your own garden. And so tend your own circus and take responsibility for your own circus. Now, if you cannot take responsibility for your own circus, if you are always the victim, if you are always casting yourself as the sad clown or something like that, then you're, you're not in charge. No. And you are dangerously close to evil. <laughs> dangerously close. Now you have you have a few a few little physical remedies, physical things that you can have that you can hold that can help either you get rid of the clown on the outside or the clown that you're carrying inside of you. There you go. There you go. Um, I have two stones today that I'd like to talk about. Uh, obviously, Mike of the Mike Dog in the background is talking also. Um, the first one I want to talk about is pyrite. And I have recommended pyrite to people for years because pyrite helps prevent people pushing your buttons, your emotional buttons, your psychological buttons. This is one of these stones that you carry to a family reunion because Aunt Mary always walks up to you and goes, gained a few pounds, have you? Well, if you're carrying pyrite, it just slides right off. It doesn't matter if you've gained, lost, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if Aunt Mary has gained, lost, or if she's dead. If you carry pyrite, she won't be able to push your buttons. And I thought that was a very useful one for the evil clown thing. It is. And where was pyrite when we were young? I know. <laughs> a, nice oh. orb, a nice orb like out of Woody Allen's sleeper. A nice orb of my, pyrite. Ooh. My father always used to say, and if it's that good, you should have a five-pound bag of it hung around your neck. Yeah. And um, so... I, would I don't, that have saved us from sheet cake and jello when we were kids? Probably not, but it sure would have slowed it down. It may have saved us from the aunt that we always talk about, however. The the the, the one who fits into this? Into the evil clown, ringmaster, yes, where, whatever. Where my mother used to say, whenever I'm with her, I have to keep reminding myself of what a good person she really is. Yes. That's that's one of the that's how you know you're dealing with an evil clown. That and that unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> That worked too. Yeah. As she got older, she always she always painted on eyebrows. And as she got older, she would paint one starting on the left-hand side of her head and go all the way over to the right-hand side. That's without anatomy. Yep. 
Well, you know, that way you got an, an even arc. <laughs> you sure did. And an even arc. The second stone I'd like to talk about is fluorite. And fluorite is an interesting stone. It's It has a lot of general uses. Mm-hmm. And for this particular bit, segment, whatever, I, it's just a general cleaner upper. It cleanses mm-hmm. the environment. It cleanses your aura. Mm-hmm. It just cleanses things. And I think a lot of times when you've had somebody like this over, your little personal evil clown or whatever it is. Your personal unibrow. Your personal unibrow. That just cleaning the environment up and cleaning you up, just that general kind of scrubby bubble thing, right? really, really helps. So that's why I wanted to comment about fluorite today. It comes in all different colors. There's greens, there's yellows, there's whites, there's blues, there's all these different colors. Find one that turns you on and go for it. So or, it doesn't matter on a, on a magical or an energetic level which color. It's just the color you like best it's the color, of, what, of what you've got available. Yes, of you. what you have available. There are certain ones, like a green one is generally better for sleep at night or something like that, but For this particular case, fluorite is fluorite, and it will generally clean the environment. But for for this, dealing with the circus and the clowns and all that, if you could find something in a bright color, because pyrite is shiny. Yes. You you want something shiny, too, then. That's right. That's good. Well, pyrite is fool's gold, so that's the other name for it. So in case you're wondering this fancy name of pyrite, look for fool's gold. So... So I, now, now it is my turn. Now I don't, I don't have a lot that I really want to add in on this of what, uh, of what we're getting into, in so far as magical things are concerned. You can take a little piece of paper, write the behavior. Now this has to start at home. You don't start with Aunt Unibrow mm-hmm. and her problems. You start with, I must be on some level attracting this lunacy to me. It's not just because, like, she's my auntie. It's because on some level I'm participating in it. So you do do some thinking, and you figure out what in this is your responsibility. You narrow down that behavior to one sentence. Please, no commas, no but, no semicolons, just... Uh, I am too needy, or whatever it happens to be. You write it on a small slip of paper, and you see that clearly in your mind. You see the behavior clearly in your mind and vividly. You put it in your left hand. You build an energetic charge in the right hand and hold it over it so that you've you've affirmed that in your mind. And then you have a little ashtray. If people still have ashtrays. I don't even smoke and I, I, I collect ashtrays because it's it's just something from my long ago years. I was at Walmart the other day and I bought an ashtray. An ashtray at Walmart what and they also have albums, record albums or back. Yeah. Anyway, so you take a little bowl or a ashtray or whatever, you light this a fire and you think, as I burn this burning that behavior and every time you're tempted to move into that behavior or encourage these people you think of this now this requires that you think but if you actually think you see that's the key to ceremonial magic if you actually think you can change things because you're not just some weird little amoeba schlubbing along bopping into other little amoebae what you are is a determinative 
individual. Yeah. Now, remember, healing begins in your own mirror. By healing yourself, slowly, consistently, you cease to attract these types to your personal circus. Now, Sandy has the ultimate phrase for getting rid of these things. Uh, Linda taught me this years and years ago. It was I, taught to me by Stephen Sennett of the Mercury Academy. So. And I, I believe almost every single class, at least every three classes you teach, you use this phrase. You oh, teach people it, this phrase. It's, it's a wonderful phrase because there isn't any pushback. A lot of things in ceremonial magic, you have to be prepared. Like when you shoot a gun, there's the kick mm -hmm. afterward. There isn't a kick after this. So. so the phrase is, I refuse your gift. I return it to you. Yes. I refuse your gift. I return it to you. And again, it's the way I've taught people is that if somebody's given you whatever you just don't want to accept, mm -hmm. and you don't have to say it out loud to them. No. I actually did say it out loud to someone um, one time. Uh, I was in a public situation, and this person took immense, oh, it was just awful. It was a fence beyond a fence beyond a fence. How dare you return anything I give to you? So I said it again. I refuse your gift. I return it to you. And it was amazing because mm -hmm. she left me alone for mm -hmm. weeks after that. Yes. And she was one of these people who was constantly tromp, trying to tromp on my little energetic toes mm -hmm. and things like that. It is. It's, an, it's a magical U-pipe. What you're doing is instead of the U-pipe going from you back to you. You're flipping it around. And so someone it's like in the in the old Warner's cartoons where the the they they shoot or something and it go into the pipe and go pew and go right back. And so you're sending it back. Return to center. Address unknown. And in whatever way they sent it exactly. to you. Exactly. If somebody sends you something and it's just squidgy and icky and you don't want to hurt their feelings but you don't want it. You can add in the way, in the, the, in the idea in which it was sent, or the energy in which it was sent, however you want to phrase it. But you just don't want it because it's, it's squalid and squidgy and you, it just doesn't go with your color scheme. And if you, you have, by mistake, just taken it wrong, yes. and the person actually meant it kindly, mm -hmm. and you're sending it back through the U-pipe, all they're going to get is their kindly intentions back. They're not going, they're not, it, you know, because it, you were the one that took it badly. But mm -hmm. if they did, if they meant it 100% nice and whatever, it, it means that they're just getting that energy back the way they gave it to you. And the good news is it slows them down because God save us most from the people who mean well for us. <laughs> it, it is one of the problems in life. Ah. The sound we hear is Micah telling us that the magic clock yes. is reaching end game. Yes. And we have probably annoyed clown lovers uh, yeah. just about enough. Yes. We do have one more thing to mention, though. And we were laughing about this a week or so ago mm -hmm. when we were coming up with this whole thing. And the final thing that we would like to say is take off your own bozo nose yes. before you point out another's bozo nose. Exactly. 
Remove thou thine own bosonos before thou re- removest the bosonos of, of thy, thy neighbor. Of thy neighbor. <laughs> in other words, this all starts at home. And so when you're looking at other people's behaviors, realize that there is some part of this lesson for you. It's mm-hmm. like for readers in doing readings. It isn't all for the client. There's always an intense message for the reader as well. And the intense message for this is take off your own makeup first before <laughs> you go applying the mask. The your, makeup, own, yeah. your own white face first. Yeah, before you, you go around taking off someone's. If someone you else's. have any questions, if you would like to address anything we've said, you can contact us on... Uh, either my website, gemologicalesoterica.com, or Linda's website, twodozybroads.com. Uh, Sandy goes out on hers a lot more frequently than I go out on mine. I'll tell well, you that right now. you could do that. If you are one of our Facebook people on Two Dozy Broads, you can post a question or comment on that site. So I guess... Before we sign off, we're going to tell them what the October. We're coming back again. We're coming back again, but you've been warned. Um, (laughs) Don't say you haven't been warned. That's right. And October's for Halloween, the Halloween month, our topic for October is going to be, you opened your door to what? Exactly. So there. So there. So signing off from Hudson, Wisconsin, I'm Sandy Kleppel. And I'm Linda Strohshane, and here we are with the Don and a background music provided by Micah the Mike Dog. We are two dozy broads. Thank you. Thank you.